Of course, the coronavirus is the talk of the globe right now. And how is it impacting our seniors here in the province of B.C.? While well, I'm joined by the province's senior advocate now, Isabel McKenzie. Isabel, thank you so much for taking the time. My pleasure. Good morning, Jeff. So, first of all, I mean, maybe if you can give me just a quick sense of how, you know, you and your office are handling things right now. I mean, we've obviously heard a lot about how the senior population is one of the more vulnerable sectors of our society right now. Um, you know, just what, what is the concern or just how seriously are you guys handling and talking about this situation right now? Well, it is. We are handling it quite seriously. So needless to say, we're in constant uh, communication, consultation around uh, the public health issues and with our public health officer around the most vulnerable populations amongst our seniors, what's happening in our care homes, what's happening in home and community care. But I think we also need to look at the seniors in the community at large. We know that the seniors are going to be affected by COVID-19 on two fronts. First of all, we know that it is a much more serious virus for people over the age of 65 and particularly for people over the age of 80. So we really want to take extra measures around ensuring that the elderly in our community do not become exposed to the virus. And so there's measures around that. However, the seniors in our community are also going to be affected because a number of them receive uh, services and supports from people that are necessary. So they can't go into isolation and have nobody around them because they need somebody to help them do things like take their medications, prepare a meal, get things that they need into their house, into their home. And so we need to look and we're working very um, uh, diligently with a number of community partners with the United Ways Better at Home program with uh, Home and Community Care around how are we going to support the biggest number of at-risk seniors, which are those living in the community where we have to find them and we have to get things to them. And we need uh, healthy people uh, who are able to help us uh, achieve that. And a big part of that, Jeff, is when we look at there's a lot that we as individuals, we, we want, I think we are coming together as a community. I think this is going to bring out the best of us as a society and as communities and how can we help. And one of the ways we can help is to make sure we reach out to any elderly person we know in our life, whether they are our neighbor, our friend, our mom, our dad, our grandma, grandpa, and make sure that they're okay and they're getting what they need. And remember that as senior centers are closing around the province, as recreation centers are closing around the province, it's more important now than ever to make that daily call to not just check on somebody, but allow them to have that personal connection. A lot of people over the age of 80, particularly over 85 living in the community, are living alone. And so they need that other voice to help them feel connected and to take away uh, fear and anxiety. Is there any sort of advice, I guess, that might be given to seniors who are, you know, like you said, living in the community? They're not in a, in a care home or anything like that. They're just at home, and, and sometimes they have to go out to, you know, go grocery shopping and things like that. Is there anything that, you know, is being told to those people in order to keep themselves protected when they are leaving their homes? Is there any steps that they can take or extra measures they can take to, to make sure, you know, they're not, uh, you know, walking around with somebody who is um, infected but may not know it? 
Well, I think the important thing is to uh, mitigate our risks as much as possible uh, within uh, what we're being told are the proper protocols from our provincial health officer. And so when it comes to seniors who are more at risk should they contract uh, the virus, I think that you may want to rethink whether you want to go into the grocery store versus uh, ask somebody or or somebody has offered to buy your groceries for you or to order them online and have them delivered so that you're not unnecessarily exposing yourself. That's not the um, advice to the general public at this point in time, but I think we're talking about within the general public there is a population that the evidence shows is much more vulnerable to this virus, and so I think extra steps for that population, meaning seniors, uh, is appropriate. I think that um, the advice we're getting that applies to everybody, again, applying to seniors, uh, with even higher uh, uh, rates of vigilance over making sure we wash our hands, making sure we wipe down uh, surfaces in our, our home. A lot of seniors use walkers. Make sure you're wiping down those uh, handles on your walker because you're touching them and maybe other people are touching them and that's how the transmission happens when you touch a contaminated surface and then touch your uh, touch your face so you want to keep that surface as clean as possible and do not put yourself in the in the company of people who are not feeling well we the the current uh, medical evidence is that people are contagious once they show symptoms and so if anybody uh, is coughing or um, complaining of feeling unwell or has a fever just wait until those symptoms resolve uh, before you are in the direct company of elderly people again. Most people overwhelmingly won't have COVID-19 that are showing symptoms, but we don't know who will. 98% uh, of the people tested to date don't have COVID-19, um, but you don't know if you're going to be in the 2% that does. And in any event, irrespective of COVID-19, it's probably a good idea if you're not feeling well not to be around people who are going to be more susceptible to whatever illness it is that you're that you're uh, potentially suffering from. Yeah, that's a, that's a actually a really good point, you know, that those steps should be taken probably regardless of, of what the global situation is when it comes to a pandemic, right? If you have a cold, if you have a flu, you're probably advised to stay away from seniors anyway, so why would this situation be any different? Um, with that being said, you know, when talking about people who are in care homes, we've seen the outbreak a little bit in northern Vancouver at a senior home there. Um, you know, how concerning is this whole situation for that particular population? Because it clearly can, can get into those homes and spread pretty quickly. It can, Jeff, and it is, as can any influenza um, and other norovirus-type uh, outbreaks that spread very quickly. It's a real balancing act here. Uh, we have a, a provincial public health officer, and she is issuing the direction around what is appropriate at what point in time. And, and I think that that's what we need to remember, a couple of messages. Number one, um, the situation is fluid and it's changing daily. So what we're recommending today 
may be different uh, from what we're recommending tomorrow, uh, that we may be accelerating measures as we move forward. So I think that's first and foremost to remember. And then I think the other thing um, to remember is um, every action has a reaction. And so we want to look, we've, we've put extra precautions for visitors. We are now very, very strongly saying if you're not feeling well, at all unwell, don't visit, period, until you've uh, symptoms resolve. If you've traveled internationally, do not visit until you have self-isolated for 14 days. Limit your visits to your loved one only. Don't visit other people's loved ones. Um, and limit um, the number of people visiting a, a, a resident um, in a particular day. Now, those measures, the recommendations on those measures may change, but that's the current recommendation as of uh, 8.40 uh, this morning. And one of the things we need to remember is care homes are people's homes. And some family members are actually providing some of the care for people in those care homes. We know that family members go in to feed their loved ones, for example. Um, we know that they will often, it will be family members who are mobilizing people and getting them up and around um, and, and moving, which is very, very important. So we need to be careful um, about um, the consequences, because we don't know how long this will last. There's a difference, Jeff, and I think people need to remember that. Um, the measures we're taking are not forever, they're temporary, but we don't know how long temporary is. So having no visitors for four days is different from having no visitors for six weeks. And so we need to remember that as we're um, implementing these measures, that it it is a different, it looks different depending on how long these measures have to be in place for. And that's particularly true in care homes where the health of residents can change quickly irrespective of COVID-19. And we want to allow family members who are, um, whose loved ones are near end of life, for example, to be able to um, have the comfort of being with their loved one in that time of need. And I trust uh, in our public health officer and our public health system that we will navigate that balance appropriately um, to mitigate the risk to a high-risk population, but at the same time be compassionate uh, to the needs of everyone. Now, Isabel, clearly the, the physical health of people is the most important thing that we're talking about here right now. But when you're talking about those temporary measures where, you know, people may want to stay away and not visit someone for, uh, you know, a few days, whether it be four days is not as not as significant. But if it does get to the point where it might take a couple of weeks or beyond that, well, what does that do for people's, I, know, I probably don't need to even really ask because this is the same situation for anybody who wouldn't receive visitors for an extended period of time, but just how difficult can it be on your mental health, um, you know, if, if that were to be the case? And, and, you know, is that a concern as well here when talking about, you know, people being isolated and, and not being able to have that social connection with anybody, especially when we're talking about our, our more senior population and, and uh, you know, they, their probably visits might be less and less already. And then to have those ones that come maybe once once or twice a week um, taken away as well. I mean, what, what is the potential of concern in that regard as well? I think that there, there is concern about that, Jeff, and I think um, in the community, uh, the risk actually is higher because in a, in a care home, seniors will have people ab ab 
around them. They will have the care staff around them. Um, they will have that sense of security and that interaction. Um, at the moment, they will still get critical visits from their loved ones. And of course, um, they can connect with their loved ones by telephone and there's, there will be staff in care homes to help them with things like how do we Skype or FaceTime or mm -hmm. those sorts of measures. But in the community, uh, we have, uh, you know, uh, at any given time, about 30,000 seniors in our on our home support program. Um, and most of those people are living alone. Um, and we're limiting um, the amount of interaction. Uh, they will still get some interaction. But then there's the, the, the seniors out there who, um, they're, in a, they're in the risk category, uh, but really they are isolating themselves, and they're, um, they could be going with nobody uh, coming into their life physically for days and days, if not weeks and weeks, and that will have uh, an impact, uh, and I think we need to think about that and how we're going to mitigate that uh, in a way that doesn't expose the at-risk population to greater risk, but also understands that there's a whole host of risks out there, health risks out there, of which COVID-19 is one, but there's other health risks as well. And you have to balance which is, which is at the end of the day, uh, more serious. Mm -hmm. Um, well, well, Isabel, I really appreciate you taking the time to speak to me on this. It's uh, definitely something I think is concerning to everybody, or if it's not, it probably should be. And, um, yeah, just the senior population being one that uh, uh, does deserve a little extra attention every once in a while. And, and I th thank you so much for, for bringing more attention to the issues that they could be facing as a result of this. Thank you so much for taking the time. Really do appreciate it. My pleasure, Jeff. Thank you. That was the BC Senior Advocate, Isabel McKenzie.